welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you are listening to this podcast. Come in, make yourself comfortable, and let's have a chat about communication. Okay, so this topic came to me probably like last week, but then I forgot it because I didn't write it down. So it came back to me last night. And I can't tell you enough how excited I am for this topic. I'm sorry if you hear me ruffling and stuff like that. I'm kind of like getting my situation set. I should have did this before I started. But we're here now, so we're going to deal with it. But um, yeah, we are going to be talking about communication and more specifically the things that I am learning about communication because As I'm growing, I'm starting to realize a lot of things about relationships, how they work, and how communication is important, and that's basically the whole gist of what we're going to be talking about. So I want to start off with sharing with you guys kind of like my premature, immature view of how I thought for so long and how I sometimes still tend to think, but I'm in the process of reframing my thoughts around relationships, but I'm going to share with you how I've thought relationships have or supposed to work for so long. So let's start on a romantic sense, because when I talk about relationships, there are so many different types of relationships. There's romantic relationships, platonic relationships, close friendship relationships, distant friendship relationships, work relationships between your coworkers and your boss, school relationships between your classmates and your teachers. Like there's so many different relationships that we have in life. And I think that one, we always just chalk up when we say relationship. I don't want to say that we always do this, but it, it tends to only be lended to a romantic sense. And that's not what relationships are. But we're going to start with the with my views of romantic relationships for so young, for so long when I was younger. I used to think that whoever I marry is going to be someone who completely knows me. I have always said this, that the person that I want to marry is someone who gets me, who understands me and who knows me. That's been one of my biggest desires for so long. And that while we're in a relationship, my my expectation of what a good relationship looks like is that we are so in sync to the point that. I we never will bump heads the way that I am and my personality will completely mesh with their personality and there will never be any dissonance if we end up fighting if there's a disagreement maybe you're not the person for me if I have to change or accommodate some of my personality traits to accommodate for you oh I'm not going to change for no one it's not going to work. And this also translates into so many other relationships in life, especially friendships for me, because that's where I'm at at my stage of life. A lot of my relationships are friendships. Um, And that's the same view that I had. Like my best friend is supposed to completely know me. My friends are supposed to completely know everything about me. And when they learn about my flaws, they're just supposed to learn about them and deal with them. And we're never going to have any disagreeable moments or anything like that. And if we do, maybe we're not supposed to be friends. 
this type of view is very warped because while you shouldn't have to change who you are to accommodate someone else, that's not how relationships I'm learning really works. The biggest thing that I'm learning is that no one in this world will ever completely get you because they cannot, that's just not within their bandwidth to do. They are not physically able to completely understand you so no one on this earth is going to be like the the just the one that is going to get you and we're never going to have any differences I feel like that's not a realistic look on what relationships are supposed to be now with that being said there are people who are more compatible for each other than others and I think that in relationships, whether romantic or platonic, it is important to find friends and partners who are compatible with you, who are completely opposite, who are willing to work. But that's the key thing. They're willing to work to accommodate each other, you know, because at the end of the day, the reality and the fact, matter of fact is that we are all different. We are all different. And I think for so long, I've always thought that differences is a bad thing. If you're in a friendship and we disagree, it's bad because we're supposed to be on the same page. We're supposed to have the same exact thoughts because I don't know. That's just how it's kind of like my outlook has been. But lately, I'm going to be talking about one specific relationship that I have, which is my best friendship. Where we have, we're at a place where we've been friends for like six or seven years, but we haven't been close friends for six or seven years. We just became best friends or really close friends. Um, I want to say 2019, summer 2019 is when we first started actually growing together and getting to know each other. So just recently, it's been like almost two years that we're um been friends now really close friends just recently we are at a place where we're growing out of the honeymoon phase air quote you can call it where it's like oh I completely agree with you I'm totally on one accord with you I totally get you you understand me to oh my gosh we are so different and this is where we are kind of getting stumped because I know specifically for me the way that I have always looked at relationships is that we're supposed to be like on one mind or on accord, like the same. And if I have a view on something and you have a totally different view, I feel like you obviously don't get me, you know, or if I do things this way and Hannah does something another way, Hannah's probably like, well, she obviously like, we're just not compatible because like, why would she be moving this different way or something like that? So we've been at this point where we're now learning a lot about each other that we haven't learned before. And we're learning a lot about ourselves through our experiences as friends together. And it hasn't been like a completely bumpy road, but we have found ourselves in little rough patches where we've needed the lotion of Jesus Christ to be put on our relationship so that we can be moisturized and nourished again. Um, and those rough patches usually revolved around our communication is what is where we're at right now. Where like the most recent one, because it has been many, but the most recent one, 
um, we had a really big conversation, a serious conversation, just talking about how we've been feeling and our conversations that we've been having. And Hannah was sharing with me that um, a plethora of things, but one of the things that she was talking about is how she feels talked over. Um, what else was it that she kind of can't get a word in and that I tend to dominate, um, our conversations. And then also one of her biggest things in general was that she felt like our conversations were no longer, um, edifying or encouraging. Instead, it always felt like we were uh, debating. It felt like a debate every time we were on the phone together, or it felt like a disagreement every time, like we were fighting every time. And, I too felt that way in the sense of uh, me not feeling like we, our conversations were no longer edifying and positive anymore. I too felt that feeling because every time I got off the phone and I shared this with her, I always felt like, oh my gosh, Hannah's mad at me or like I'm in trouble now because I was ranting so long or because, and this is where the, her feelings of debate comes from. It comes from me usually because the type of person that I am I really like to present alternate um perspectives so if Hannah's talking about something I will tend to to basically be the opposing side every single time it kind of feels like to her um and one thing that we noticed and that we got out of that conversation was that um I tend to not to not acknowledge that I heard her side. I just completely move on to the next point of like, well, this is how that side is not the only, you know, perspective. Like, but what about this? Have you thought about that? But like this, but also like some people do that, you know what I mean? And I tend to not acknowledge that, oh, Hannah, you made a really good point. Also this is kind of like, Hannah, forget about what you said. This is how she receives it. She receives it as if I'm saying, oh, forget about what you said. I don't care, Hannah. This is what I have to say about the topic of the matter. So through our whole conversation, as we were having this conversation and sharing our feelings and things like that, we really began to learn a lot about each other, a lot about our ways of communication. And one of the biggest things that we got out of that conversation was the way that we receive information. So that's pretty much the intro of what we're going to be talking about now. I know it's a little bit jumpy. I know we're a little bit all over the place, but bear with me hear me out hear me out hear me out so let me go to my notes so that we can have a really good conversation and hopefully I can stay on task so one of the first points that I made about conversation I mean communication because that's the biggest thing in a friendship relationship whatever it is relationship communication I know it sounds so cliche to say like oh yeah communication is key but honestly and truthfully it is very much key Because as human beings, we need to understand each other. And how can you understand unless you are communicating with words? Because that's one of the main ways of communication and an honest, candid communication as well. This is another thing that me and Hannah um, discussed as we were having our conversation. And this is kind of what we came to the conclusion of is that Hannah, while she was holding back from expression and I was also holding back from expressing my feelings but in the varying degrees of how we hold back um we're very different um so for instance I would say something or I would do something and it would kind of make Hannah feel a little bit unheard or unseen or whatever the case may be but Hannah 
didn't really want to bring it up because she feels like she's going to make it a big deal or blow it out of proportion when it really wasn't that. So she tends to not bring things up until they bottle up inside of her and then it ends up blowing up in this huge thing. And now it's like really awkward when it probably could have been addressed earlier. Me, I like if anything happens where, first of all, I don't tend to be bothered by a lot that Hannah does. Honestly and truthfully, I don't. Maybe I should dig deeper, but I honestly don't tend to be bothered by a lot of what anybody that's close to me does. Now, let me also take that back. My family does a lot of stuff that annoys me, but I guess that I haven't gotten to that place yet with Hannah where I can pick up on all the things that um, I just like am annoyed by. But for me... I'm the type of person where I kind of just see the the positives and everything. And so I tend to probably just scrape over there. I am sure, I'm sure that there's things that are probably not ideal or whatever, but I more than likely don't tend to focus on those. While Hannah, she has a really great knack for seeing where things can be improved and things like that. So because of that knack of seeing where things can be improved and being a perfectionist or being like a reformer, she's always looking for how can we make this better? How can we improve this? And so for Hannah, when we're having conversations or whatever, she's not, majority of the time, she's not looking at the positive. She's probably looking at how can we improve all the things that are going wrong in this conversation or in this friendship or whatever like that. And so she's more apt to tell me and things like that. I, on the other hand, won't ever tell anybody that I don't want to, I don't want to become so extreme of like, I will never, but my tendency is that I don't tend to tell people about themselves. I don't tend to tell people, oh, like this, what you did, it kind of like annoyed me. This, what you did. I didn't really feel okay with that. I'm not very expressive in my feelings. I just will never tell you that that bothered me. Um, And so that's where we kind of get where it's like a little bit of dissonance because we have differing personalities. And um, we were recognizing that in our ways of expression where for Hannah, she does express, but it takes her a while to express. For me, I don't express at all, usually. And that creates problems because then it feels like it's one-sided when Hannah does come to me and she does tell me, oh, Kamari, like when you do this, I feel like, you know, maybe you can be a little bit mindful about that or whatever it may be. When she comes to me with this, because she has held it in for so long, it's a whole list of things that I've done that has annoyed her. And so then I feel like, oh my gosh, like I am the the horrible one in the situation. And because I never like focus on negatives, I don't have anything to tell Hannah. So then I feel like I, it's just all on me. This is for me to fix. And, um, it just feels like a overload of like, well, dang, you know, and this is also something that I learned about myself from these situations, which I'm so glad that we're going through this so that we can learn and that we can grow. I learned that for me, I don't like to be told about myself because I feel like it's a rejection of who I am when someone is telling me that, oh, these are flaws or these are something that you can work on. Instead of me receiving it as, oh, this is something that you can work on. I still appreciate who you are and I don't want you to change who you are at its core. Maybe just be more mindful about this. Maybe just think about that before you say it. Maybe just acknowledge what I'm saying before you move on to the next point or whatever like that. 
instead of me seeing it as that I'm like oh so you you don't want to be friends with me you don't appreciate the person that I am you don't appreciate that this is just who I am and I feel rejected so I'm hurt and I'm crying in my room and I'm feeling sad and I'm ranting to my mom but I'm not expressing these feelings to you so you don't even know that these are the feelings that I'm happening so it feels one-sided because I'm not sharing my feelings and how what our our dynamic how it's affecting me so these are all things communication related, all things receiving related, all things expressing, expressing related. And so those are one of the key points that we were talking about as far as communication is the way that we express our feelings is one of the biggest keys to communicating. So back to the main point, um, which is kind of like what I was already talking about. I said that how we transfer or convey a message versus how we receive a message. So this is where a lot of like um, disagreements start to happen, at least for me and Hannah, or just in general, if this can relate to you. I will tend to tell Hannah something. And in my efforts to tell her this, like, say, for instance, let's get more specific. I already touched on this, but we're going to go a little bit in depth so we can make it like honed in. I would tell Hannah, Hannah brings up something like, oh, I like such and such. And I'm like, in my head, it's already turning with like alternate perspectives to this topic that she's talking about. So she's sharing her view and her stance on something and I'm hearing it. But my immediate reaction is to also present something else because I have background knowledge or I heard that a friend also has this different view of that or I know that someone went through it and they saw it differently. So my in my efforts to hear her, I kind of just want to present a different alternative. My my goal in sharing that alternative is not to discredit her feelings about that st- about that topic or to tell her to take a different stance on the topic my usually my my purpose for presenting that alternate um perspective is just to say that hey listen someone else thought this way or i think this way or something like this but the way that Hannah receives it is as if I'm trying to debate with her or I'm trying to disagree to disagree with her or I'm trying to discard disregard and negate her opinion on that matter trying to change or persuade her opinion on that matter so what I originally what I was saying and my original purpose for that message was was just to simply present a different alternative the way that she received it was something totally different and so that's where disagreement can come and into play or say for instance for me I'm talking to Hannah and I'm sharing something to her and then again she presents a different alternative or she says well I think this way when I hear that she's thinking another way I'm like oh the way that I receive her saying that oh well I think about it this way or I I essentially disagree the way that I think of it is like oh she's disagreeing she must not have understood what I said so let me interrupt her <laughs> let me interrupt her and let me try to sell her and let me try to convey or like convince her that no this is what I'm talking about so hopefully if by me interrupting her and explaining further then maybe she can understand and also agree with me you know what I mean so the way that I receive her alternate perspective or her disagreeance 
is a, me being misunderstood, if this is making any sense. So this is where a lot of problems come in because it's like we totally misinterpret what the original purpose of us sharing something was and we receive it in a totally different way. And the way that we receive it can really cause negative damaging effects of us because we end up being hurt or being offended or being upset with each other. And then because we don't communicate and say, hey, listen, like, oh, when you said this, like I felt this way, the other person doesn't have an opportunity to be like, no, like I really didn't mean that. Or like we had that conversation and then I realized, oh, when I present a different opinion, maybe I should make sure that I take out the time to also acknowledge what Hannah has to say. Um, acknowledge what she has to say so that I, I just don't move on to the next point with, with making her feel like, you know, um, like her opinions are invalid. Um... Another thing that I wanted to talk about was me interrupting. And this is going to go hand in hand with accommodating. So let me make my point. Relationships take accommodation. There is no way that we can be in friendships, romantic relationships, partnerships, whatever it is, with everybody just sticking to who they are to the fullest and never accommodating for someone else if everybody just stuck to who they were are and just were stuck in the same spot no one would get along because we're all gonna have some type of difference on some type of level and so it's about each person not just one person bending over backwards to to accommodate someone else and the other person staying the same it must be an equal party of both people trying to work together to accommodate the other person to make each other feel comfortable in that friendship to make each other feel heard to make each other feel understood and important and valuable because that's what it comes down to if that is if it ever becomes a problem where your accommodating is compromising your core values or your morals that is a issue of incompatibility and that's why you'll go and find someone who you are willing to accommodate for, where it's not going to val- um, violate your your personal morals or value. Why can I say the word? Violate your personal boundaries, or it's not going to violate um, your core values. Core values meaning like your stance on certain beliefs that you just will not change, or you know the boundaries of how far you'll go in a situation, how how much you'll do for a person. You know. Those are all things that we are able to put in place for ourselves to make sure that we're never completely in um, an uncomfortable position. Now, we're talking about the regular things that are not life or death or really, really serious. We should be able to accommodate for someone to make each other feel comfortable in that friendship, in that relationship. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to tell, I'm going to share with you guys one of the ways that I have started to accommodate for Hannah. And this takes a, it takes effort because some days I'll do it better than others. Like I noticed me and Hannah's conversation yesterday. I felt like I was talking a lot. I did think, I do think that I talked over her a lot. So one of the issues on my side one of these days me and Hannah can have like a joint conversation and she can share more about her things or whatever that she needs to work on but I don't want to speak for her too much so I'm just going to share with you guys mostly my things and don't feel like it's like a whole list of me just being you know 
<laughs> like a whole list of things that I need to work on. And Hannah's perfect because she also has things equally that she needs to work on. But one of the things that I need to work on is me interrupting. I tend to interrupt out of excitedness, out of just like, I just feel like, ah, oh, like I need to get this out or I have this point. So I interrupt a lot and I tend to also rant a lot and I don't give Hannah an opportunity to kind of like, you know, interject or put in any commentary or anything like I will tell her like, oh, I'm, I start with my day and I kind of go on and go on and then I kind of like run on tangents. You guys know how I am. And I just just digress so many ways and I just run, run, run from point one to point two to point three. And there's no natural pause for Hannah to ever get a word in. And then once it's Hannah's turn to talk and tell me about her day, what's going on in her life, things will come up and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so relatable. Da, 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 and I'll just interrupt and I'll put in my two cents and go on for a couple of minutes so then it ends up at the end of the conversation that we had it was basically Kamari talking the whole time Hannah didn't get any time to interject into what I was saying because I didn't give her a chance to add any commentary so by the time something she had to say she probably forgot it and then when it's her time to talk I'm talking it jumping into that time too so it feels like she's just unheard you know and so that's something that I recognized when we had our conversation because we communicate now. So we had this conversation and that's something that I recognize. I interrupt and I rant. So lately I've been trying to be more cognizant about this and I decided to want to accommodate, accommodate her. Naturally, I am a talker. I love to talk. Naturally, I do just tend to interrupt. Now, does that mean that's something that's not a core value of mine? It's not going to compromise my morals if I have to like stop talking for a second or stop interrupting. If anything, that's like a logical, polite thing to do. So I'm willing to accommodate for Hannah. So as I was saying before, lately, I've been making it a more cognizant effort to when I tell Hannah about our day, because usually how our conversations go is she says, oh, how was your day? And I tell her my day and then I say, how was your day? And then from there, it kind of leads into various different topics and go on and go on and so forth like that. So when I have something to tell to Hannah or I have a topic to talk about, I tend to kind of like lately I've been trying to take pauses. I really do. I'll tell Hannah such and such and then I'll take a pause before I move on to the next topic. And right now it kind of seems like forced or really like structured because sometimes I feel like I'm a teacher because I'm like, is there any questions or do you have anything to say? Because I'm, I'm about to move on to the next point. And that's just what I have to do now at this baby stage until I become more mature and our conversations or this new way of conversating begins to become more natural. Um, but that's literally what I'll say. I was like, um, do you have anything to say about that? Because again, my brain moves at a fast rate and I have so much to talk about, so many points. So I tend to just pop from one point to the other without her ever getting a chance. So I've really been trying to accommodate for that as well. And then this is something that I definitely need more work on, which is not interrupting. I just naturally like when she says something that brings a different point, like I just want to like like a meme that can be easily referenced when she says something like I tend to just interrupt. But I've been trying to work on like jotting down notes of what I want to say at whatever point and waiting till she gets done talking. 
I do that better some days than others, but it's something that I'm willing to accommodate for. So that's one of the key points that I am learning about friendships and relationships is that it takes accommodating. It takes, you know, um, coming out of your comfort zone and doing something different that you normally don't do. It takes you coming out of your normal comfort zone. Like for me, I want to start working better on expressing my feelings and how I feel about certain things and not just being so close closed off um so that we can so that she knows that oh these are also things that I can work on to help Kamari feel better in our friendship because at the end of the day our friendship is so great it is very encouraging when we are able to you know accommodate for each other and see each other's perspectives and things like that and so it's not something that I'm willing to get rid of I'm willing to make that trade-off I'm willing to accommodate because the investment or the return in this relationship is so high, you know? What's my next point? No relationship will ever be completely harmless and there will be disagreements, but it's how it's, what it, hold on. It's how you learn to work through them and accommodate for each other. So this is another point that I've just been learning more and more lately. And this kind of goes to the same thing that I was talking about earlier about how I used to think that relationships was just supposed to be, oh, you just completely get me. I never have to tell you about anything that I'm going on because you just know I never have to share with you my feelings because you just know that this ticks me off. You just know that that annoys me. You just know that I can't do this. You just know. It's never like you just know. No one would ever just know. You need to just tell you need to just say you need to just express and so that's something that I'm very I'm learning more and more lately and again going on to that same point that I used to think that they would just know everything about you and now I'm learning more and more that relationships you continue to learn over time you will never finish knowing everything about that person it's not like you just read the book and now you have everything on Kamari now you have everything on um on Hannah now you have everything on your significant other it doesn't work like that and sometimes I even see this and I was so shocked like when I watch online couples and stuff like that like couples on YouTube and things like that and I see that they'll be asking questions and it's they're like wow I never knew that about you I'm like how don't you know that about your wife like obviously it's not the basic things but still like they just continue to learn things about their spouses or about their best friends over time it's not like a one and done thing you take the class and now you know everything about them um so that's something that I've been learning And then what is the next point? It's likely that no matter how much you have in common, you will differ. So I'm kind of just going over because I kind of got ahead of myself. This is very true. We're all going to be different. We're all going to have a different view, a different outlook on things, a different way of doing things, a different way of operating. And it's all about if these things or these difference are not completely you know, opposing your core values, completely opposing your your moral compass, then be willing to accommodate, be willing to take that into account, be willing to be okay with that difference. And again, going back to my, my immature view on relationships, I used to think that we're just supposed to be the same. We're just supposed to do everything the same. And so when I was seeing the differences of me and Hannah, I automatically thought, oh, we're not supposed to be best friends. We're not compatible because then I was like, oh, we have to work at accommodating and understanding each other. That's something that is such a 
thing that's not talked about anymore in pop culture, working to accommodate each other. So many times we just see people, they get married, like Hollywood couples, they get married and then they get divorced the next year. It's like, did you even take out the time to take yourself out of your comfort zone, not being so self-centered and saying, I'm going to serve someone else. I'm going to choose to accommodate and to, you know, convene for someone else and then the same vice versa so that it's equally yoked. A lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people don't want to um, take themselves out of their comfort zone. They don't want to be different than who they are. They just want to be exactly the same and be toxic. And I feel like that's a problem. Relationships take work and it's not going to be just easy where, you know, we're just going to all get along and it's going to be kumbaya every single day of the year. Also, let me make this point. I'm not trying to co-sign toxicity of like, oh, because we're different, we just fight every day. That's also not healthy. But it's also healthy to have disagreements because that's how you learn about each other. That's how you see how you move. Um, So that's something that I'm learning that it's okay to be different. It's okay for us to do things differently. And it's all about respecting what other people are doing. And so that's why I'm trying to reframe the way that I receive Hannah's differences, the way that I receive it, because sometimes I receive her being different as me being understood. And I want to make sure that I am respecting that she is a different person and we're respecting our individualities because a lot of the times people morph um, into just completely being one complete human being. And also that's for like marriage you know what I mean like that's for me and my husband that's not for me and Hannah you know we don't need to be one complete unit um and even while you're married I don't know this to the fullest extent yet because I'm not married but I still feel like you're supposed to have like your own interest in your own mind obviously you need to be one on one accord with your spirits and everything like that and your morals and your in your core values and things like that but like you can I feel like you can still have your own personalities you know and still do disagree but it's how you work on things um no relationship again I'm going to reiterate this is going to be completely harmonious so when you get in relationships whether it's friendship or romantic don't be discouraged like I was at the fact that we're going to have differences and there's a disagreement because then that's the recipe for disaster we're setting ourselves up for failure um give each other time to grow that's the next point that I want to make Give each other time to grow because I think that once we, once you have the conversation or whatever and you see what everybody needs to work on, I think it's important to understand that we're all human beings and it's a process to accommodating and we should be willing to give each other time to grow and to improve on these things like that and not just expect us to just be automatically better, to be automatically accommodating, um, and to see that hopefully you're seeing the effort that someone is someone is putting in to making it better. So give each other time to grow. Don't like, you know, see that something is different and just completely just forfeit it just because you're different. Work on it. And you don't you can't work on it unless it was communicated that this was something that you needed. This was something that was um, irritating to you. This was something that was hurtful. They will never know unless you have conveyed that. And um, 
I like to say, and I'll talk about this later in my boundaries episodes, once you voice your boundaries and you see that the person didn't put in any effort to respect that, I feel like then that is a time where you're able to forfeit it. But if you see the effort in them trying to grow and they're being open with you and trying to put in effort to accommodate you, then don't just completely forfeit them just because they haven't gotten there yet. It's a process. Be willing to wait and be um, patient on them. We're almost done with this. I'm sorry that I ranted a lot, but it is what it is. Communication and comprehension is key. And that's the matter of the fact. That's what I'm learning in relationships. Communicating, expressing how you feel, and making sure that what you're expressing is being received in the way that you intended it to be received. Because sometimes we give out information and we think that it's supportive and really it's offensive because of the way that the other person received it. So we should work on the way that we're receiving things because sometimes we just have conditioned ourselves to receive certain things as a certain way when it really isn't that. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. Not only communication, but also comprehending what the other person is saying is absolutely key to being on the same page. And then the last thing is that learn each other's communication style and try to work to accommodate each other. So again, it's talking about accommodating each other, talking about, you know, um, lending yourself, extending yourself to a certain degree. This doesn't happen for everybody. And I believe that not everybody gets the opportunity to or should have the privilege of you extending yourself to them be very mindful about who you're choosing to extend for but for the people who you really care about for the people and for the relationships that are really helping you grow that are teaching you things that are helping you to become a better person that are helping you to be more healthy I feel that you should be willing or at least for me I know that I am willing to accommodate I am willing to extend myself for a person or for that relationship because I know that that person is going to do the same thing for me. They're going to accommodate for me and they're going to extend themselves for me and they're going to try to bring themselves out of their comfort zone so that we can meet in one um, common place so that we can grow together. You know what I mean? So I'm so glad. And when me and Hannah were talking about this, it was a really good conversation that we had. And we hit so many other points. But these were just the main gist of our conversation talking about communication and relationships. The way that we express things, things need to be expressed. Um, the way that we received expressions should be taken into account to make sure that we're receiving it the way that the person intended it. Um also making sure that we're communicating and letting it be, you know, comprehended, making sure that we are accommodating and extending for each other. If it is not violating our, you know, moral compasses and, como se dice, core values. And me and Hannah will talk about core values later on, hopefully, because we have like a whole list of like extensiveness with this. We're all learning. Um, I'm in the learning stage and possibly a lot of my views could change or they could evolve and mature over time as I continue to grow and learn about these things. But this is just my documentation of so far what I've been learning about what it really takes to be, to maintain relationships, whether friendship or whether romantic, it, it, it's a lot. It's, it is more so about that key thing of accommodating. Being willing to accommodate. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope you're going to continue to have a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. 
And until next time, my friends, peace, positivity, productivity, prosperity, and a God-sent perspective to you and everyone that you know. Bye.